1: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra.
2: And I'm Kea Moynihan. It's Monday, October 17th, and we've got the latest news you
0: need and want to know.
2: Plus, a conversation about raising children and building a business while grieving a spouse.
0: People think that I just popped up the day after Mark passed away and said, I'm going back to work. And that's not the case. But
1: first, the latest. The Trump Organization charged the government as much as $1,800 per room per night for secret service agents to stay at Trump hotels while they were protecting the former president and his family. That's approximately five times the standard government rate, even though Eric Trump has said that agents got rooms at a cost. Donald Trump traveled hundreds of times to properties he owned while president. And according to receipts viewed by the Washington Post, taxpayers have paid more than one. million dollars to the Trump organization for these types of room charges. Kevin Spacey was in a Manhattan court today defending himself against claims of sexual abuse. Actor Anthony Rapp says Spacey assaulted him after a party in 1986 when Rapp was 14. In his testimony, Spacey attributed secrecy around his sexuality to growing up in a, quote, complicated family dynamic. He says his father, a neo-Nazi and a white supremacist, subjected his children to his extremist rants. Earlier today, the judge in the civil case threw out one of the two claims against Spacey, saying the claims, which were assault and intention to inflict harm, were too similar. If you, like me, are desperately waiting for Succession Season 4, I'm going to give you some real-life version drama to hold you over, courtesy of the Murdochs. You're welcome. Rupert Murdoch wants to reunite News Corp and Fox Corp. He's the chairman of both companies, and he split them up nearly a decade ago, leaving Fox News on one side and the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post on the other. Murdoch said it was a cost-saving move at the time, and now he wants to integrate the media properties. But not everyone is on board. Activist investor Irenic Capital Management thinks the company should split even further, but it wouldn't be able to overrule Daddy Murdoch without help from his kids. Lachlan Murdoch, the heir apparent, likely favors his dad's idea of consolidation, but his brother James, who left the company after a falling out in 2020, may object. Stay tuned for more drama when we have it. It's been a bit of a week on Broadway, and now star Patti LuPone has tweeted that she's giving up her union card, likely ending her U.S. stage career. And it seems to all have started with the show Town. Bear with me. Last week, one of the cast members chided an audience member for appearing to record the performance, but it was a captioning device, not a cell phone. That audience member, Samantha Coleman, posted an emotional Instagram video explaining that she needs the device because she can't hear well. And to kind of be ostracized and publicly ridiculed um, really hurts. Hades Town offered a public apology, and now you might be wondering, what in the hell does this have to do with Patty Lapone? Well, the actor is known for calling out audience members during shows, which sparked a deluge of comparisons and online debate, all of which seems to have been a bit too much for the Broadway star. Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know, always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show.
2: There's a 100% chance of a recession in the U.S. in the next year. That's according to the latest modeling by Bloomberg. The timing is not good for Democrats. President Biden has been trying to sell a much more optimistic message ahead of the midterms. But Bloomberg says tightening financial conditions, persistent inflation and the Federal Reserve insisting on more rate hikes are all increasing the risk of a contraction before next October. Still, a survey is just that. And other studies are all over the map.
1: A separate Bloomberg survey of economists puts the likelihood at just 60% starting today. For the first time ever, you can walk right into a pharmacy or big box store and buy a hearing aid without a prescription. Advocates say the new law allowing over-the-counter sales will open up the market to millions of new customers, and that will help build healthy competition, potentially lowering prices and sparking innovation. But experts say first-time users need to be ready for an adjustment period. It can take a while to learn how to fine-tune these devices, and it often takes the brain days or weeks to get used to hearing new sounds. Kanye West is buying Parler, the right-wing Twitter knockoff that was blacklisted
2: by Google and Amazon for its role in the January 6th insurrection. Ye got kicked off Twitter and Instagram recently for several blatantly anti-Semitic comments. He doubled down on the hateful language as a guest on a podcast yesterday, targeting Jews and also making false claims about George Floyd's murder. Parler announced the sale via a
1: press release this morning. China's Communist Party kicked off its Congress yesterday, which is a week-long gathering of the country's political elite. President Xi Jinping was keynote speaker, and he defended his government's zero-COVID policy, which continues to impose harsh lockdowns using strict surveillance. He also warned about potential conflict with Western powers, though he wasn't very specific, and he doubled down on his demands that Taiwan surrender to Chinese rule. Xi is seen as the country's most authoritarian ruler in generations, and the governing body is widely expected to break from recent history and hand him a third term. In South Korea, not even worldwide fame can get you out of mandatory military service. All seven members of the K-pop supergroup BTS will be enlisted, starting with 29-year-old Jin, the oldest member. The country requires all able-bodied men to serve 18 to 21 months in the military to defend against potential threats from North Korea. Their music label says all members will have completed their service by 2025 and can then continue breaking hearts around the world. In 2019, just days after celebrating her 40th birthday, Bevan Farron's husband, Mark, died unexpectedly. I went up the day after Thanksgiving to wake him up, and he just, he wasn't breathing. Bevan says Mark had undiagnosed heart disease, and she was left with two young children, their home in Ohio, and a small business she'd started just months before his death after having been laid off.
0: It felt impossible, and so I was the sole financial provider of my two kids under three, with an
1: untested business. That untested business has grown into a coaching career that's allowed Bevan to not only pay the bills, but even have a third baby with embryos they froze before Mark died. I recently sat down with Bevan to talk about grief, work, and not going at it alone. I started by asking, what got her going again?
0: I loved what I was doing. I had been starting to build this business. It was just starting to build up some traction when Mark passed away. And so to be able to get back to helping people grow their businesses really gave me something to look forward to, something to work with. I get to talk about Mark. I get to talk about my kids. I get to help people bring their big, bold dreams to life. That it is It's a passion for me and it's something that allows me to honor Mark. What about
1: hard days?
0: You know, when people hear, oh, you grew a business to $300,000 in 18 months, then did it again with another business all after losing your husband, they think that I just popped up the day after Mark passed away and said, I'm going back to work. And that's not the case. There are still days that I grieve. There are still days that I find myself curled up on the closet floor crying because I miss Mark. Birthdays are hard. Holidays are hard. Conversations with my five year old where she says, I miss daddy. Are they bringing him back? are so hard. And what I have shown my kids and modeled for my kids is that it's okay to have big feelings, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to miss daddy. And it's also okay to be happy. I'm, I'm not happy that I'm grieving. I'm happy and grieving. And those things can
1: coexist. Tell me a little bit more about the help that goes into living your everyday life, right? Because I feel like sometimes we miss that. Like It doesn't take away from how hard you have worked, but I think sometimes it's really important to be clear about the help we get.
0: Absolutely. People will say, I don't know how you're a solo parent. And I tell them, I have a lot of help. Part of my decision in how I grew my business and the need to grow my business was that I know that I needed childcare. So we have a nanny that has actually been with me for three years. My kids know her longer than they knew their dad. So she is a very important part of our family. And one thing I will say about that, because some people say, well, I don't have that help. We have to put it in place over time and hopefully before we need it. Explain that. So right now, I like to joke, I have a very deep bench of sitters because childcare is very hard to find. Yeah. And when I don't have childcare, I can't work. So even though right now I have the sitters that I need, I am constantly trying to build that bench so that I have the backup that I need. We need to become willing to ask for the specific help that we need and want, understanding that it might not come from the person that we think it will,
1: but then when people want to help, be willing to say, yes, please. Yeah, especially in the US where everyone's like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I'm like, what about some help?
0: (laughs) I literally could not do this alone. There are three of them. There is one of me 24-7 by myself running a business with three kids. It's just impossible.
1: So to someone listening right now who might hear your story or read your story and think, I'm not even at the point of growing like a 300000 you know, in revenue business. This is too overwhelming. I just need to get through the next day after a big loss. What's your advice to them? No matter what you are starting,
0: whether it is trying to get through a traumatic loss or starting a family or starting a business, the hardest place to be is at the beginning. It's where we're standing still. It's inertia. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. It's going to require the most energy. So I teach people to break things down into micro actions, and that is the smallest possible action. That you will actually take. So if you are trying to get through loss, that could literally be get up, take a shower, get back to bed, and that's okay. And then get up, put some clothes on, go back to bed. That micro action will start to build the momentum you need to carry you through. The actions will get bigger. They'll come faster. They'll become easier. But the smallest possible baby step is really the only
1: way to get started with anything. Bevan, thanks so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Bevan Ferrand is a business strategist and coach who also writes for Insider. You can find more of her stories at insider.com. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. And please leave us a rating and review, it helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And
2: I'm Kea Moynihan. Talk to you soon.